Welcome to Black Health Matters. My name is Harlan Hodge, and I appreciate you joining us today. Every time we get together, we're trying to introduce you to some good people and great opportunities for you to take control of your health. And I couldn't be more excited than I am today to introduce you to one of my run buddies. Um, this is my run partner today, um, and we get a chance to kind of dive deep uh, with Tan J, also known to the world as Tanya Jackson. Welcome to the show. Thanks, H. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get through all this formal stuff so that y'all really get to know the people that I know and I spend my time with. I was just telling the crew at how jealous some of my family members are for the amount of time that we spend together. Uh, we are together a few times out of the week. We are. Yeah, like we every, are. every. And, and some weekends. And some weekends. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, mm -hmm. and some weekends. That's right. That's more time than I spend with my wife. Yeah. You know, and people don't understand, like, this connection and this this reason and this bond that we have in our run crew and um, why we make time for this stuff. So right. hopefully by the end of this podcast, um, you will understand a little bit about Tanya's motivation, why you spend this time here, learn a little bit more about you. And, uh, and we're going to give people an invitation to come and hang out with us. Is that cool? Sounds good to me. Welcome. Thanks. Tanya, tell us a little bit about you. I could introduce you in my own way. I can tell people that you're a counselor, you're an educator, you're a member of Delta Sigma Theta. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are an avid runner. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You do that spin thing like nobody else's That's business. That's my jam. That's your thing. Yeah. So, so tell me, how do you define yourself? Um, I define myself as an independent African-American okay, woman, go on um, self-motivated, uh, big heart, love the kids, yeah. love family. Family is very, family and friendship yeah. and loyalty, very important to me. Yeah. Um, and health, a peaceful mind, body, and spirit. That is so important to me. As I've gotten older, that right there keeps me connected you just threw out a whole lot of stuff i did and i'm i'm we're gonna cover all of it okay we're gonna do the soft stuff first okay right um one one time i remember you defining yourself as a goal getter oh yeah i love that term tell me about the goal getter so the goal getter well i just turned 50 in july that's what i'm talking i know i about. don't look it but <laughs> I mean, hey. so i turned 50 in july and i said hey i want to do something grand something that a lot of people have not done before so i decided to register for the chicago fool yeah. not knowing that it was a major run i'm just like i'm just want to just do it because i've heard people in the running community you know participate in this race they said it was flat and i'm like i want to do it well i signed up i think it was i don't know was it november and I didn't find out that I got in, I think it was till after Christmas. So then I'm like, okay, I'm running this marathon. And I knew that I was gonna have to train and dedicate so much time to this race. But I'm like, oh, this would be easy. So January passed, February, March, April, 
And then May is coming up, and I'm like, I need to find a training plan. You know, because I wanted to take this seriously. Mm-hmm. So reaching out to people in the running community. But it ain't like you hadn't been doing anything. I know, yeah. I know. But it's just to get your mind together. Mm-hmm. Because running six miles is totally different than six miles having fun with you guys. That's right. It's totally different than running seven, eight, ten miles on the weekend mm-hmm. by yourself. And so I got this trainer contacted Nez. Nez is very, she's known in the running community. Mm-hmm. Contacted Nez, got a trainer, Mark Speedwalk. He's known in the running community as well. Put together this training plan for me. And I saw 14 weeks and I'm like, Dang, that's a long time. Not to mention it's in the summer with the heat, humidity, and my birthday. And ain't no, ain't nobody else trying to do no running plan. We were just right, running. right. You're exactly right. But my goal was I had a goal to finish in four hours and 30. No, was it four hours? Four hours, four hours and 20 in, minutes. Four hours and 20 minutes. So uh-huh. that was my goal. You and didn't know I'm that like, that was impossible. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that. So I'm like, that's my goal, and I have to meet it. So that goal was like, I don't know. It just, it did something to me. Yeah. I mean, it drove me to want to wake up uh-huh. every Saturday morning. You join me. I appreciate it. Yeah, but runs. you were like, I'm doing it. Yeah. Right? So that's one of the things we love and we don't love about you. Like, you get something in your head and oh, you're yeah. like, this is this is how this is going to happen. Oh, yeah. When you said that you wanted to do uh, uh, the... What? The Chicago Fool in four hours and 20 minutes. I was like, this woman is crazy. Yeah, and I was mad at you that day. Have you done the calculations? I was like, like, when's the last time you ran a marathon in four hours and 20 minutes? You remember what you said? Um, What did I say? You was like, I've done it before. And I was like, how old were you? Like 30-something? I said, so you're going to beat your 30-year-old self. Because I, I think at that time you had done it, the first time you had run a marathon, it was probably what, like? Um, it was 2013, and I ran the St. Louis, the go. And I finished well, in four hours and 40 minutes. So I said, well, hey, I mean, I'm stronger. You know, I'm more focused now, and I'm dedicated to running. Uh-huh. And I have a great support system. So I'm like, oh, I could do this in four hours and 20 minutes. Until Is I spoke it, to H, and, and I, you were like, I didn't say you couldn't do it. No, but you start running those numbers. Conjay, <laughs> you would have to run, what did you say, eight minutes? Yeah, yeah. I was like, like, oh. Was, reality I stuff. started doing the numbers in my head, but I was like, <laughs> you know, we're going to have, there's a lot that you have to do. Mm-hmm. But what I love about you, what you did, where you were like, okay, I need to figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. that this is the goal in my head, yeah. and no matter what folks are saying, even if if it's my boy and my run partner, nope, I need to get to this goal in my head. That's yeah. when you're like, okay, I need a training plan and eating plan. I need to yes. do all of this stuff. Yes, because I didn't think about a nutrition plan. I didn't think about my feet, what to wear, hydration, until I went out and I did my first run, and I'm like. Oh, my feet hurt. 
oh, I'm thirsty. My water bottles are moving on yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, start people to think play you in. can just jump out oh, and just no. do something like that. And well, if they don't want to achieve their goal, yeah. Yeah. You can go out there and hurt yourself. Right. Yeah. So so I wanna I wanna help people who okay. to connect with this who are not runners. Okay. Right? Because there's a there's a there's a lesson in that. Mm-hmm. Help make this connection between your goal getting as a runner and your goal getting in the rest of your life. Wow. Wow. Like, where does this come from? Um, where else does this happen in your life? It happened. Wow. Jeez. Now yeah, you got and me I, thinking. There's a, there's a couple of things, right? So, so, you know, people know that when you come in, we're, we're, these are my friends. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I know that you have a ton of stuff happening in your life right I, now. Yeah. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And when we run, it ain't we often talk about it, it ain't even about running. No, nope. like running is kind of what we do. Mm-hmm. What is really happening is we're working on the inside and we're working through stuff on mm-hmm. the inside. Yep. Yep. You are a counselor. I am. And you told me about a, um, a, a counselor's training session that you had gone through. Uh, grief. I did a grief workshop this summer, and it was amazing. I learned so much about grief. And a lot of people think when you say the word grief, they think of someone dying. But grief is not associated with death always. It could be a midlife crisis. crisis. Um, It could be a change of career, you know? it could be in your personal life, you know, you might be going through a divorce, yeah. a separation, just yeah. something changing in your life. And and when we when we talk about black health matters, yeah. right? Especially now, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people are dealing with grief. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, if we go through I I don't like to go through all the stats and all of this yeah. stuff, but yeah. but one of the gifts about having black women on is because black women are carrying a heavy load. We are. Right? We are. And and we need one to other we need women to be able to see women and say she understands my story. Mm-hmm. Um she understands what I'm trying to mm-hmm. do, right? And she's a model for where I want to be. Yeah. So we get we put all of it out there so people understand like this is my struggle. This is right. this is how I'm working through some of this stuff. Right. So I want you to lean into that. Tell me a little bit about why you're in this space, why this is this grief session was resonating with you. Well, I was gonna go back to your first question. Okay. Is to my goals and yeah. just how did I get, you know, what motivated me? So I'll go all the way back to my mom was a major part of my life when it came to goal setting. I would see mom set goals and complete them, you know, and didn't complain, did it all. She did so much for our family. So it started with mom and all the strong women around me. 
you know, just watching them, that really helped me. But when I was in college, I went to Carbondale, SIUC, um, Salukis, and um, I was in the education field, field of education, and was stressed out and couldn't find a way to let go of that stress. So I started running. And if people are familiar with Carbondale and that campus, Thompson Point, is a part of the campus that's woody. There's a lake. Kind of reminds you of Creevecourt Park. So I start running around the lake. And I noticed that when I would go for a run, I just felt lighter. I felt lighter. I just felt better, rejuvenated. So then, you know, that was my go-to then. And then after I graduated, I'm like, I want to continue running. But how do I do it? So I went back home to Peoria. Um, and I'm like, I got to find somebody to run with me. So I found one of my good friends, her uncle, which was a black man. We ran together long distances. And, and before then, I never knew anybody that looked like us running long distances. Out of us. No, no. So Calvin and I would run and he would set a goal. Okay, Tanya, we're going to run four miles. Like four miles, because just that little run around the lake, it might have been one, two miles, you know, and I was good then. But he challenged me, and I'm like, four miles, Calvin? Started running four miles, got comfortable with that. Then Calvin went off, did his own thing. So then, as I started teaching, my teaching career, still getting stressed out, I'm like, let me go back to this running thing, because mm -hmm. I just felt lighter. Um, and then after that, um, I continued to run, but I will tell you this. I went to a meeting. It was called team and training with the leukemia and lymphoma society. And a girlfriend had said, Hey, you want to run a half marathon? And I know I'm all over the place, no, no, no. but it's going to come together. Uh -huh. And so she was like, do you want to run a half? And I'm like, Black people don't run half marathons, you know? And I'm like, well, Julie, I'll go see what this informational is about. So went to the informational. And, of course, I was the only one that looked like us there. Because Julie is. Julie is Caucasian. Okay. And um, we went, and I listened to them. They're like, you have to raise 1300 bucks, And then, but we will train you. We'll give you a training plan. Uh, we'll meet up on Saturdays. We'll give you a nutrition plan. I mean, they hooked it up for us. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I want to do it. And I remember it was the night before I was going to meet with these people and run. And I called my dad up. And remember I told you, family is so mm -hmm. important to me. Call my dad up. And I'm like, Dad, I'm going to this meeting. You know, I want to run this half marathon. I'm a runner. I said, but I don't know if this is something that I want to do. There's nobody that looked like me. And he told me, he said, you signed up, you go. You go to that run, and if you don't like it, you don't have to go back again. But don't shoot it down. You go. And I'm like, ah. I said, okay, Dad, you know, I'm going to give it a try. H, I went, and the rest is history. So I'm saying that to say that mm -hmm. my family they are the ones that help me when it comes to, you know, goal setting. Yeah. They, they were my first teachers. 
when it came to goal setting. If we start something, mm -hmm. we always finished. It was never an option in my family for us to quit. Yeah, yeah. and so then I that kind of spilled over to my personal life. You said you said that uh, when you run, you feel lighter. Yeah. There. Tell me about this this feeling of of being lighter, and bring us back to um, running a full marathon and one of the majors, right? Yeah. For some people, that puts more stress, especially the way that you've described it. That that puts a whole lot of training on your okay. schedule. It makes it yeah. brings up. How does taking on that responsibility lighten some of the things that you carry? Mm. And then I'm gonna and and I and, and if you want to, we can talk a little bit about that experience and what you've taken from it. Okay, but I would like to talk about that. Yeah. Um. Okay, so ask me. Yeah. <laughs> you said a lot. I'm pushing you, Tanya. I know. Um, I want to talk about your mama. Oh, you want to talk about my mom? Yeah. I want to talk. To, I want to talk about your mom. Um, one, uh, when we were doing some of our training runs, mm -hmm. um, you 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 shared with us. We all know yep. kind of mm -hmm. um, the space that mom mm -hmm. is in right now, and it was at the same time where you are in this most vulnerable space with mom that you decided that you're going to do one of the hardest things that you could do in your life. Yep. Yep. Um, hmm. The heaviest moments of your life, you decided to do one of the hardest things of your life. And I think it's because you wanted to get light. I didn't put two and two together, but yeah. Um, How's mom doing? Let's start right there. Mom is doing good. Uh, we FaceTimed with her yesterday. She didn't want to talk to us. I'm like, did somebody, is she mad at me? She's mad at Trina. Um, and it could just be time has changed. It's getting darker, Yeah. you know, earlier. And that affects a lot of people. Um, and then she loves to go outside and be outside in the fresh air. So she's not getting an opportunity to go outside. So that's putting a lot of strain on her. Your mama's been running her own marathon. So I'm mom not has. So mom is my inspiration because, so if my mom had a stroke a couple years ago, and my mom is such an independent woman, I mean, never wanted Never needed, never asked for help. Let's just say that. Never asked for help. So when mom had this stroke, it just devastated all of us. Like my world kind of stopped, you know? Um, and so she was in intensive care for a few weeks. She came out of intensive care, then went to a rehab, and now she's in a nursing home. But I've seen the steps that she's gone through. So that definitely helped me in my training. I'm like, if mom can go through this, then my feet hurting, yeah. my arches hurting, yeah. my legs hurting for a few hours is nothing compared to what 
she has gone through and is going through. People ask, why in the world would you want to do something like run 26.2 miles? Uh, and we even crazy enough to run <laughs> a 50K, 30-something Right, miles. right. And I tell people, I said, you know, there's something that happens when you get beyond. Because in our training, we never run more than 20 miles, right? right you, yeah. you get up yeah. to, you do eight mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. 16 and you get up to 20 mm -hmm. and it. then you come back down. You mm -hmm. never do a 426. Nope. Nope. And what I think one of the reasons behind that is, is that your body ain't designed to run that far. Correct. And once you get to 21 miles, you realize I don't have Anything else, my mm -hmm. feet are hurting, my mm -hmm. legs are hurting, my spirit's hurting, my back is hurting. You're right, everything that's how is I felt. But at mile 21, all I could, it was mental then. And this training and that race showed me how strong I am mentally. Mm -hmm. So then I start thinking, you know, about my mom. And just all these people have just influenced me. That got me through. That definitely got me through my run. Our boy uh, Goggins mm -hmm. talks about the cookie joint. Yep. Right? And, and when you get to those places where you don't have anything else in you to go into your yep. mind and dig out yep. those things from the cookie jar. So is there anything in particular, you say you thought about your mom or these other folks that you they got you through the miles when you started getting closer to 22 and 23 and you still got three, four yes. miles to go. I'm like, dang it. What yes. was, what was in your head in those final miles of this, the Chicago marathon? I got to do it. I set a goal. I'm like, and I think it was more, I put more stress on me because I'm like, I got to complete this goal. I just felt like, there were so many people. It was the kids at school that knew I was running. They were like, how far is 26 miles? And it was hard for me to help them to, to present to them a visual. Yeah. You know, but I'm like, if you're running from Brown to St. Charles and further on, that's, that's 26. It, that might be it, 10 yeah, miles. Yeah. But I just wanted them to get a visual. Yes. And I'm like, I can't let these these kids down, especially my girls on the run, because they knew I was running. I couldn't let that team down. What's Girls on the Run? So Girls on the Run is a nonprofit organization in major cities um, through, throughout the United States. And they focus on young girls. So in grades three, I'm, I'm sorry, fourth through fifth in elementary school, the program is called Girls on the Run. And middle school is called Heart and Soul. And it's for sixth through eighth. And what we do is we teach character education. And we combine that with training them to run a 5K, which we ran last Saturday. And so we train or I think the program is like for 10 weeks, 10, 12 weeks. They meet after school twice a week for an hour and 15 minutes. And we just talk about things to empower girls. We talk about nutrition. We talk about body image. Mm -hmm. um, just things to uplift them. Yeah. yeah. And so in the process, we train them. 
Tremendous. And so you're okay. you're a role model for them. I am. And so they're looking at you. They know that you're about to do this this full yeah. marathon. And yeah. so they're in the back of your head. Yeah. Yeah. They were in the back of my head. I'm like, and I wanted them to know that I was doing this. Because at first I'm like, I'm not going to tell them. But I'm like, they need to know because they need to know that people that look like them can do this, that are doing this. Mm. And so then I invited Black Girls Run to our practice 5K. And it was about 15 women. And they came out and they ran with the girls. We cheered them on. And I just loved it. It was such a positive atmosphere. This is girls inspiring girls. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Black Girls Run is also a national uh, movement. It is. Uh, to get get black women in, into running? Yes, to get um, black women into running and just being healthy. You know, because I get sick and tired of listening to the news and they're saying, you know, black people have the highest rate of high blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol. And I know you can change the numbers so that it can look like a certain group of people, you know, have these all these ailments. But there are so many people that I see look like me, men and women that are out there exercising. We are so health conscious that I, it just it just bothers me. Yeah, H. yeah. You're doing you're doing a lot to promote uh, health among women and black folks in our region. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I, important. I, I but I also want to give you a shout out because you just do it. I do, but it makes me feel good. And what if it makes me feel good, then I want to pass it on to others yeah. so that they can feel how I feel. Yeah. Like when I go to spin class, I'm inviting people, you should come run with us. They're like, oh, I think the word is out there that we just run, we run, just run. run. We run in rain, sleet, <laughs> snow, ice. That's what we do. Yeah, and they're like, ah, oh, you run eight miles. And I'm like, you don't have to run eight miles. Just come out and just run. You can walk. But I'm always inviting people. And they're like, oh, we're going to come. We're going to come when it gets warmer. Like, okay. Well, what's, the, what's, the, um, what's the, 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 the message that you would give people who are at, you know, they, they're walking now, women in particular, okay. who look at you as a, okay. a role model. And they say, I want to be, I want to set a goal for myself mm -hmm. uh, for running. Okay. What's your message to them? I would tell them to start small. I mean, my goal was 26 miles, but somebody else's goal could be three miles, four miles. It's your race. You run your race. You, it's about that individual. Mm -hmm. um, it is. It, um, kind of stuck there. I, I, I am still, I'm, I'm wondering what you've learned about yourself as it relates to where you are. You're in a, this position and I hope that I'm not, I'm not pushing this too much. Um, but I think people who are watching this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. want to understand what do they take away from this this space that you're in? You you still are in this really tough space. I am, and it's a lot of people caught up there in this really hard 
space. Mm -hmm. They don't know what's going to happen in the future, right? They want to hold on to a piece of the past. Their present moment mm -hmm. is is hard as hell, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And they they're in a holding pattern. We've all been there, and I want to be. I want to. I want to be real with these folks okay because they're giving us our time and they're listening okay and okay. they want to know how you how you holding on right now how i'm holding on um spiritually i put god first pray every night meditate go to church um but it's the people who i surround myself with makes a huge difference um just positive people. I need that in my life. Um, people, you know, um, in my late 40s, I had people who were just draining. They always drained me. They talked about their issues, their problems. Never asked me how I felt. Never asked me what was going on with me. And as I got older, I'm like, that's not what I need in my life because I can't grow. I can't be the real Tanya. You know, people, they can't see me for what, for who I am because I have this dark cloud because I'm carrying everybody else's yeah. baggage. Yeah. So I have to let go of mm -hmm. that baggage and find people who were pro Tanya, you know, and was living in that positive space. And then from there, and I needed encouragement and support. That's so important. And like I said, I'm a self-motivator. But at times, I need someone to say, hey, you know, I haven't seen you. You haven't ran. What's up? I need you, sis. Come on out. And when they say that, I'm like, I'm there. Because I have a family, you know, group of people who care about me. And then my eating. I'm like, how can I be good at running working out where I'm not eating properly. Yeah, you know, I had acid reflex, um, just uh, headaches from caffeine. And I knew that I didn't like how my body felt. Uh, I didn't like when I would eat beef, just feeling heavy, letting that food stay on you. So it was, for me, it was a mind, body, and spiritual Absolutely. change. And I love the space that I'm in right now. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, there are two things that I've been really meditating on uh -huh. over the past couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And the first one is um, you're exactly where you're supposed to be oh, yeah. at this moment. Yeah. There's no place else for you to be. Mm -hmm. That the only time we got, the only, the re only reality is now. Because the past is gone, the future hasn't happened. Yeah. And so the most important thing for us to do is to be right here in this moment. Everything you just said speaks to this moment mm -hmm. in time. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first thing, is that you are in exactly the right place at mm -hmm. the right time. Yeah. The second thing is you are more than enough. Mm -hmm. You're more than enough to handle the task that is before you right 
now. You and the rest of the run crew know all my stories. You know what I've been through. You know my struggle with my first wife's Mm -hmm. uh, multiple sclerosis. Mm -hmm. And we work all of that stuff out on the pavement. We do. That's a part of our our therapy. That's our therapy. yeah. Yeah. And there were times when I felt like I was going to die, that I felt like I need to give all of this stuff up. Mm -hmm. And I had to do exactly what you said. I had to surround myself with people who wanted to see the best of you and that poured into me Mm -hmm. who they saw. Mm -hmm. And so when we go out and run, it's amazing the amount of encouragement that we provide for each other. Yes. Even from strangers, when we're running, and people honking their <laughs> horns. That's encouragement. Yeah. You know, or just like um, on Facebook, I'll have like sorors. My, some of my line sisters or parents mm-hmm. will say, hey, you're still running or I saw you guys run. And I'm like, that's just so encouraging to that's me. That's what we do. Yeah. It goes both ways. Yeah. So I, oh, yeah. I, I appreciate you. We, we, we ran out of all of our time, Dang but we're gonna, we got to get you back and we're going to do some okay. more right. conversation. Um, everything that we've talked about today comes back uh, to what I call the essentials of what we do. Yes. Right? Yes. So here it is. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we want you to do three things. We want you to do three things. We want you to, um, uh, what it, how's it go? You, I don't know. I'm waiting gotta, for you. We got, we got, we got, a, uh, um, what is it? What's my, what's my tagline, Chris? Run like a Tesla. Yeah, it's eat. Flowers. It, 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 I know about shit flowers and run like a Tesla. What do we eat? Oh, I know what it is. Eat love. Eat love. Eat love. That's you, it. you just said that. That's it. Eat, eat love. love. Shit flowers. Run like a Tesla. All right. No gas. All right. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. See you next time.